Hello and welcome to another episode of the Husky Babu Podcast. This is your Husky Babu Ariel. I'm hoping that all of you are well. I'm kind of running <laughs> against the clock here because uh, I just decided to do this at last minute. So I'm going at this podcast without a net and uh, hope it turns out well. Okay, so I hope that everyone rested well, and uh, if you read the social media as the reason as to why there wasn't a podcast last week, well, you know, what happened last week. And we know what happened this week. Uh, I'm not going to dwell too much on the on the negative, because enough negativity in the world, and I'm not denying what happened and what needs to be solved of, in terms of what happened, and I'm being vague because I don't want to address it directly. Because I'm trying to keep this positive. I'm trying to keep this in the light side of the force, whatever you want to call it. And we'll talk a little bit about that later as well. Uh, okay, so um, this week, uh, the things that have happened this week so far, uh, Johnny Depp won the, the verdict, uh, and uh, Amber Heard did not. Uh, Amber Heard is now... Uh, has to pay Johnny Depp $15 million, and uh, I guess Johnny has to pay her $2 million for some reason, which I don't know, but anyways, uh, the, it's done, it's a done deal, uh, the, the, tri- the trial's done, Johnny won, hopefully uh, he'll get some restitution in terms of uh, the damages that this, tr- uh, this uh, false accusations against him have been placed, and I, I it seems that I would have to be Team Johnny because I'm a dude and I have a Johnson between my legs and therefore automatically I have to be in Johnny's team. Um, no, uh, it's because in the trial it was blatantly obvious, even for an idiot like me, that Miss Heard uh, said a bunch of bullshit. She was uh, living tax-free in bullshit city. And was trying to sell the bullshit at, at premium pricing, and uh, people did not buy that bullshit and uh, awarded Johnny because, although Johnny may not be a perfect human being, uh, he was innocent of the bullshit that this woman was trying to sell in terms of what he did to her, quote unquote. Uh, so uh, justice has been served for Johnny, and we're happy about that. But the world keeps turning and. Those $15 million, I'm not going to see a whiff out of that. But uh, it's nice to know that when there's actual abuse being done, it doesn't matter on which side, male or female. It's good to see that there is some sense of justice in this world. That uh, it's not just going to be thrown in and being phoned in and said, okay, well... You know, it's a woman, so therefore women never lie. And, and it's not against even women or men. It's whatever, whoever is the guilty party. If there is, if there is a guilty party, let that person pay the price for it. That's all. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. So uh, in my estimation, uh, the justice was done. Johnny uh, got his verdict. And uh, in that sense, all is right in the world. Although it's actually not, but. You know what I mean. Some sense of justice. But that does not bring back some of the horrible shit that has happened uh, this week. And, uh, well, we're not going to 
deal with that that much. And uh, this week also was released the last ever Norm Macdonald special, which we talked about that was discovered a few uh, weeks ago or was made public a few weeks ago uh, that Norm Macdonald, the late great Norm Macdonald, recorded uh, back in 2020 in his living room. And he did a comedy special just to leave it, a, a, you know, as a testimonial. His last w living will and testament in the comedy world. Uh, his last hurrah, his last, his last goodbye. And I haven't seen it yet, but uh, what I've been told that is Norm being Norm, which translated means great. Because Norm had that dry wit of his and that dry humor of his. And uh, uh, and I'm curious to see that special. So hopefully I'll be able to see that special very soon. And I know I'm very late in the Star Wars game, but I just saw uh, the first episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I haven't seen the sec the second or the third yet, but I'm I'm liking what I've seen, and it follows kind of of a path that we saw uh, kinda in the in the Last Jedi. A.K.A. the one that everybody cried bloody murder, which, and if you watch all three of the new trilogy, actually, in my opinion, The Last Jedi was the best one of all three. Don't hate me, but it's true. But yet, yeah, here we go. We find a Jedi master uh, in Obi-Wan that basically, I mean, he hasn't given up on his faith per se, because uh, it's just that he is haunted by the failures of the past. And his failure, as it is shown in the series, is that he's haunted by what happened to Anakin. Now, you have to understand, in the series, and spoilers galore, actually, if you're listening right now, spoilers to the 10th degree, is that uh, he thinks, he believes, that Anakin Skywalker is dead. But if you are at least a level Z geek, you all know that the worst kept uh, spoiler secret in the universe is that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker actually is alive. So, uh, but Obi-Wan believes that Anakin is dead. So, uh, so he feels that he failed Anakin and he has secluded himself and become a hermit and he's working in some sort of meat factory in Tatooine. He keeps his keeps a watch a watching eye over Luke from afar. Uh, but you have the Inquisitors uh, searching in Tatooine for Jedi. But there's one uh, 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 particular Inquisitor. Uh, her name, is, she's referenced as the third sister, if memory serves me well which it doesn't serve me well that much, but let's say that, yeah, that's her name, the third sister. And uh, by the way, uh, I don't know the actress who plays her, but uh, I've heard that there's been some Star Wars fans outcrying because of her character. And uh makes me wonder, like, why? Because she's black? What the hell does that have to do with anything? What the hell has to do with her skin tone? about her performance like oh is this something about pushing do you think that they're pushing an agenda i mean what does it matter her skin color it's 
a person and playing a character. I, I really don't get that. I really, I really don't. I really don't get that. Yeah, I, I really don't. So anyway, uh, so there's been some pushback uh, allegedly regarding her character. Uh, I, I don't understand that. I really don't. Because just enjoy the story. I mean, value it for what it is. Don't value it just because, oh, because there's a gay character or there's a black character or whatever. Look, I don't own the property. I don't own Disney. There's things that I really don't like being shoved down my throat. But I don't have problems with characters being gay, black, white, Asian, eh, Latino. I don't have a problem with any of that. This is just characters and people playing roles and earning money making a living out of playing pretend what's the big deal about that i don't know i don't understand it so if you don't like something okay you you have the right to not like it but to pull the race card really this is 2020 isn't it i mean i, I find that ridiculous but anyway like you want to hate a show hate it for the bad writing Hated for the bad character development. But for race things, I don't know. That's kind of stupid, in my opinion. But anyway. So, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, Obi-Wan doesn't want to uh, be using the Force. Uh, he wants to, like, deeply... Like, he still... He's trying to commune with the Force, but he's actively, well, because, you know, Jedi were extinct at that time of the series, which, by the way, is, like, set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And and the series we get, like, uh, in that episode, we get to see Luke from afar, and we get to see Leia in Alderaan, you know, R.I.P. Alderaan planet that was destroyed in our time and story like over 40 years ago and uh but in uh leia's time uh since we have the magic of telling these stories in whatever time frame uh leia is a, is a child and uh, uh long story short uh, leia is kidnapped and it and was by the order of the third sister apparently she's trying to smoke out obi-wan for some reason I haven't gotten to issue episode two or three, so if you already know what happens in episode two or three, my apologies. I haven't gotten that far. I have things to do. I have stuff to do. I'm just busy. Anyway, so uh, uh, she gets kidnapped, and and Bail Organa calls out Obi Wan like, "Yo, you my dude uh, from the old days, and uh, I think that you are the man for the job. That to please rescue uh, Leia." Obi Wan's like. Nah, I don't do that shit no more. I'm not that. I'm not that G anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. Uh, yeah, you can call someone else to do that job. Uh, because I'm my job here is to protect the kid, the boy. My, I'm here to be his uh, protector from afar. Uh, you can call someone else to do this, and I don't do that shit no more. I'm not the same guy that you met ten years ago. But Le uh, Bail Organa showed up at, at Obi Wan's house, and he was like, "No, motherfucker, you gonna go and." search for this goddamn kid because you know she is as valuable as that boy so don't be getting your priorities fucked up because you think that the boy is important no no the girl is important too because you know who their mama and their daddy is so shut the fuck up 
swallow your goddamn fucking pride and go get that fucking kid. <laughs> uh, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Some of you will be like, they haven't seen this show. It's like, oh, there's that many cussing in Star Wars? Man, they've gone leaps and bounds. <laughs> I don't remember Star Wars cussing that much. There isn't any cussing. I'm just trying to explain it to you in plain terms. Anyways, Obi-Wan digs out his old lightsaber, which also you can see that has Anakin's lightsaber there uh, because he apparently uh, buried it in the desert. So he looks up the, uh, the his old lightsaber and takes a, a trip to go and rescue uh, Leia. Baby girl Leia. So uh, I guess... Uh, I don't know what's happening on episode two. I haven't seen it yet, but well, I'll once I get up to speed with that, I'll get back to you and let you know. So yeah, uh, that was uh episode one of Obi Wan Kenobi, and I liked it. Good storytelling, and again, I don't see <laughs> why the complaints about the actress who's playing the third sister of the Inquisitors. I I, I don't I don't get that. It's like, really? This is the day that we talk about this kind of shit? We still talking about this kind of bullshit? It's like, it's bullshit to me. Like, what the fuck is that important about? It's not. It's a non-issue. Basically, a non-issue for me, anyways. So, uh, yeah, that was the a review there for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I liked it. And I think uh, once I have some more time, I'll, I'll be catching up some on those episodes that are out there and maybe get up to date haven't seen uh uh uh, dr strange in the multiverse of magic yet uh, madness sorry haven't seen it yet and haven't seen a movie i mean since batman the batman sorry um the batman yeah that was the last movie i went to see the theaters Uh, i don't know it's nothing against marvel or anything it's just that i don't know I tried to go like a couple of weeks ago to see it, but the the theater was over flooded with people, and I was like, and me being an introvert and having such a great relationship with strangers and multitudes of people, that just makes me feel all so yummy and good inside. I was like, fuck that shit, let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> In case of you, some of you that are listening, to understand these concepts and these jokes, they. You can file them under sarcasm. So, yeah. Also, uh, let me just add this because what the fuck? It's it's my podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Uh, I watched uh, uh, Double or Nothing, the AEW pay-per-view on the weekend. Uh, all, all I can say is long as fuck. That is, God damn it. That is such a fucking long pay-per-view. Jesus Christ, you can watch Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments. And that is dated reference even for me. That's like, I'm 44 almost. Next month I'll be 44. And that shit is even more dated than I am. Because this is talking about fucking movies were made made back in the 19 fucking 50s. So, (laughs) but if you got the reference, you're an OG and you my dude. And also, you probably lived in DR and, and Holy Week in Semana Santa. And you were obligated to watch these movies because that's what they gave in Holy Week in DR. Like, you're going to learn Christianity and the, the sources of Christianity by watching these two 
ye old as fuck movies that are five hours each. So suck on that and get God into your system, you fucking piece of shit sinner. <laughs> anyway, uh, so like I'm not going to do a full review of uh, uh, Double or Nothing because as I stated before, long as motherfucking fuck. Uh, but I will say, uh, the, the, the main thing about AEW is like uh, pure inside shit that probably nobody gives a fuck about, but I'll say it anyways. It's like the, the, the main thing that is going on in AEW is that they're kind of, in my estimation, rehashing an old, uh, angle that CM Punk did back in WWE back in 2011. When he did the whole pipe bomb spiel, and uh, then he uh, won the uh, uh, WWE title and ran away and disappeared for almost like a month, or no, less than a month, like maybe fifteen days. That you were, he was declared practically Baltimore in WWE. That you, uh, he was named as the he who should not be named. And then he popped up with the title after John Cena won the title for the quadrillionth time. And, and then they had their little feud. And then the alleged summer of punk began in WWE. Well, why did I mention punk? Well, because, uh, well, he won the AEW championship on Sunday, uh, this past Sunday on Double or Nothing. And MJF, uh, a new wrestler, uh, MJF, as in Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, this wrestler, uh, he is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best motherfucking talent, uh, in my estimation, that AEW has at this moment. And just being original by being just a wrestler and having some of the best talking in the business today. And on this past Wednesday, the, the Wednesday after the pay-per-view, he had his pipe bomb moment where he... Uh, unleash explicitives just like I have, but maybe worse. On the boss of the owner of AEW, Tony Khan, and calling them a fucking mark. A mark is a term that in the wrestling lingo is used to refer to the fans that actually believe the shit or that follow the shit religiously and the shit being wrestling. And I'm just giving you the like the the, the bare bones definition of it. So if you're like an ultra fan of wrestling, then you are a goddamn mark. Then they have the other shit that is called smart marks, which is like practically an oxymoron because it's basically the same thing as a mark, but a, a mark that knows the inside, quote unquote, of the business. And I guess you can put me into that group because we read the dirt sheets uh, or the I, I, I have to <laughs> control myself. The wrestling journalists <laughs> that report on wrestling. And this weekend, I mean, it was just chef's kiss uh, on all the fucking news that was reported on, on, on G. Old Maxwell Jacob Friedman. They were reporting in like, oh, he bought a plane to go back to New Jersey when he was in Vegas because the pay-per-view was in Vegas. And he no-showed, which actually he did no-show us a meet and greet for AEW that they had on Saturday. He no-showed that, and then there was rumors that he wasn't going to make the pay-per-view, he wasn't going to show up, but he actually did show up on the pay-per-view to conclude a two-year-old 
a program with the guy who used to be his bodyguard, uh, Wardlow. I, I know this is very intriguing stuff, and I have to give you all the information in order to uh, understand what's going on. And then after that, allegedly he was going to leave, but no, they talked to him. And then next thing you know that they gave him time to speak in the mi microphone on Wednesday, and he just obliterated verbally the owner of AW, called him a fucking mark, called him to pay him his goddamn fucking money, and uh, basically airing all his grievances. Now, the rule of thumb in wrestling is that nine times out of ten, if it's on TV, it's a work. What is a work? That they're working you. That means it is fake. It is it's pre-planned. Uh, pre to go exactly that way, but it's it is structured in a way that is making you think that it's real, but it's not. A shoot, in wrestling terms, is when it's real, when it's actually for real. So, and these type of promos, uh, I, I I apologize, I called it a promo pipe bomb because a promo implies that you're actually promoting something. In this case, he didn't promote anything; he's just airing his grievances. So we call this a pipe bomb. Uh, by what CM Punk did uh, 11 years ago. So, again, uh, so uh, in this pipe bomb, he just aired his grievances, and in this pipe bomb, it's what we call a work shoot because there's elements of truth in what's happening because he is underpaid in reality co uh, compared to some of the newer guys that have come to the uh, company that were released from WWE. And he's paid, getting paid like maybe the quarter, again, could be that we are being worked. But nonetheless, this is what happened. Uh, and MJF unleashed a verbal gauntlet assault on his owner. And it made for good TV. I mean, a lot of explicitives. But then again, you're also listening to this podcast, which also has a lot of explicitives. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, that's the point right now where we're at right now, the NJF thing. And also they now removed all references of that uh, wrestler on the company's website. No, his profile has been gone. Uh, his merchandise is not showing. So they're perpetuating the, the storyline and making it believe as is, this is a shoot, not a work. But you've been down the road in wrestling as far as I have been who have been watching wrestling since, well, I don't know, 1982, I guess. So, yeah, when you've been watching wrestling for 40 fucking years, you pretty much, uh, you know, you tend to learn uh, how to read the room, to say the very least. Okay. So, uh, maybe you guys want me to talk about, like, my religious experience? No, well, if you want to talk about my... If you want me to talk about my religions, religious experience, yeah, still going through it. I'll give you the short version of that. Still going through it and uh, still going to church, still reading the word, the book, and I'm actually praying to God. And you're like, okay, after all that shit you just talked about right now, talking about shit, fuck, and all that cursing, and now you're going to talk to me about God? What the? F what kind of a fucking hypocrite are you? Uh, the one that's sincere about it, I guess. I, I never said I was perfect. I never said that I'm a whole. 
but I, I'm following this because it's what makes sense to me and the life experiences that I've had has pushed me to this direction. Believe me, I've tried to run away from this as much as humanly possible. I have tried my hardest, my damnedest to run away from this. And yet here I am. Here I am still doing this, speaking of this, talking about this, because I can't, as far as I can run away from the whole God thing, I just end up once again there. And I can ignore it or I can just embrace it. And I am embracing it. And, uh, there's done some stuff or shit in me that needs to be fixed. Obviously, the language is part of it. Also, my temper and a plethora of other things. But uh, be that as it may, that doesn't mean that God closes the door on you. At least that's what I don't believe in that, that he closes the door on you. I believe that he'll take you as is and then clean you up and dust you off from there. So that's where I am. I, I guess I'm being cleaned up and dusted off because God took me as is. He hasn't separated from me. He hasn't left my side. That's how I feel anyway. And uh, I felt, uh, especially going to this church that I'm going now, which also, by the way, accepts people as is. Now, no questions, no ifs or buts or like, well, you're not holy enough for our group. No, they'll just take you in because guess what? They're fucked up as much as you are. And they acknowledge it and they accept it and they know that like, you know what? We got issues and uh, God is cleaning us up and let's help each other by talking about him. And let's try to help each other. And that's the type of environment that I am going now. And that sounds like a good church to me if I were an outsider. And that's why I'm thankfully being there now for over a month. And I feel happy there. And I decide to share that information publicly because uh, it's what I'm going through. And once again, this is my podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> All that God talking, I had to fuck it up right in the end, didn't I? Okay, well, sorry. But then again, this is me. You, what you see is what you get. and Or in this case, what you hear is what you get because you're not seeing me. Thank God. <laughs> anyway uh let's wrap this up uh follow uh our website you can check our website the husky where you can see all the past episodes of the podcast and also the links where, where you can get the podcast from anywhere that you get your podcast from you can also follow uh, the podcast on uh, social media, which is Husky by Boo po at Husky by Boo Pod, both on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow me on my social media, my direct social media, which is at that Ariel Duran. Instagram, Twitter, follow me there. Uh, I occasionally tweet something. Now, occasionally show something. Uh, I actually drew something in this past weekend. Uh, uh, something that made my wife question stuff uh, about why did I draw that and I was like well, well I just draw that's it just comes out of me uh, you're, you're trying to be Sigmund Freud on me all of a sudden I don't know there are other stuff that I wish I could share but uh, <laughs> I'll leave it there 
Anyway, so this has been the Husky Bible Podcast. This has been Ariel, and I'm hoping that all of you are well. Also, I just want to mention this real quick. Uh, there is a tea public store that I have. Uh, I guess I'll put the link somewhere in the description, I guess. Buy some stuff. I mean, you don't, if you don't like some of the t-shirts that are there, that's fine. I know the t-shirts are kind of a little expensive. Maybe there is a special running. I don't know. I haven't checked that shit in a while, but you can buy stickers, uh, for your, like whatever the fuck you want to put it on. Or whatever the fuck. I mean, we got cell phone covers. Uh, whatever. I mean, there's stuff there for, uh, like that you can buy and help a brother out. Because it would be nice to actually earn a living out of your art. It would be nice. I, I don't know what that feels like because I've never experienced that. But uh, it would be nice to experience what is earning a living out of your art. That would be awesome. So, uh, if you feel like it, you're not obligated to. Go check that Tee Public uh, store where yours truly has some merch there. Uh, T-shirts, stickers, and other stuff that you can find there that probably will be of your liking. Anyways, once again, this has been the Husky Rebel Podcast. This has been Ariel. Take care and have a great weekend, y'all. Take care. Bye.